Single, a mom, an entrepreneur, juggling it all and talking about topics while on the go. Hi, I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. Are you ready to listen to the best podcast that's real, inspiring, and sometimes cringe? Okay, get ready, get comfy, and go! Hi, everyone. This is what happened on This Happened. So in case you're new to my podcast, what I do is that I do a pre to the main event, the main listening episode, and just share with you some little tidbits of what happened. Um, And then I just jump right in. So this actually happened, guys, like they all do. But I was getting my car maintenance the other day because, you know, my poor car is just, oh, you know, but I had to get it maintenance, you know, had to have it checked on. Actually, I needed tires. I needed two new tires. And while I was there waiting, and then I noticed that the guy who checked me in, who was up there, he was by himself up in the in the office while the others were in the back working. Um, he was talking to himself. And I wanted to share that with you because I, I have always said this, that there is nothing wrong with you talking to yourself. There are times that I talk to myself and I catch myself. I even remember my maternal grandmother talking to herself a little bit. There is nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Sometimes you're just processing things in your head, but it was so refreshing to see that he was up there in broad daylight because <laughs> some other people's di- other people did come in to you know was waiting in the waiting area with me and he was just having a conversation he wasn't on the phone and he was just up there um on his you know um computer doing his stuff and he was just there talking to himself he wasn't on the iPad earphones or anything and um so i just thought it was refreshing and just wanted to share with you that if you talk to yourself or people catch you talking to yourself, it's okay. It's perfectly okay. Now, on to this episode. Well, hello there, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I am Lisa Waldron. And guys, season 19. Woohoo! Can you believe that? Can you believe it? If you've been riding with me, if you've been, you know, listening to my podcast since day one, back in 2018, May of 2018, actually around close to May the 4th, it was actually May 5th, but the 4th, yes, so long guys. So if you're new listening to my podcast, the way that Go 10 Lisa podcast works is that I do 10 episodes per season, take a three week break and then come back with a brand new season. I cannot believe we're in season 19. So the pressure is on, guys, because I've set this goal that I wanted to do. I've mentioned it like at the ending of season 18 in the Hot Topics. But um, I set this goal for myself that I wanted to go and start videotaping my my episodes (laughs) on my Goten Lisa podcast episodes. How that's going to look, where am I going to fit that in? Um, I'm going to have to do like a mass, like couple of days of, I'm going to have to work it out where 
I'm going to have to do like the videos way ahead of time because of my schedule. Um, but just to videotape them and upload them like my other vlogs and stuff. OMG. But guys, it's, it's time for my podcast to have an upgrade. I wanted to do it since season 10. I started a little bit, um, with doing it in season 10 opening, but I never committed to it 100%. So how that's going to look, I don't know if that's just going to be in in snippets of it or the whole podcast taped. I'm going to test out the waters, but by the time I blink, season 19 will be over and here we are in season 20. So I have no choice, guys. I have no choice. I have to do it. And that's the thing with, um, with when you start anything, it's about growth. And sometimes you don't want to do it. It's the unknown out there. But that's a great segue into today's topic, as you can see by the title. So I wanted to share with you guys and talk, with, talk to you because I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful opening, um, um, what, I'm, what I'm about to talk about. Um, you know, I've always believed that there, um, God sent angels down and even God himself, um, you know, to, for, to perform so many miracles, so many things. Sometimes we take things for granted and we just say, Oh, it's luck. I don't believe it's luck. I believe I have so many things. I think I've mentioned it throughout in my podcast of miraculous things that have happened and you're so grateful and I've been so grateful in the moment, but some of the memories just are still there because it was so out there, you know, and wow, like a wow moment. And I want to talk about, um, two incidents and, um, I'm going to share with you, um, these two incidents, (laughs) Um, they both didn't happen to me, but one was shared to me and the other one, I was there and missed half, (laughs) missed half of it, but I'll go into detail as, as far as what happened. And when you listen to these stories, it's, it's so inspiring. It's such a miracle. And like I said, it's not things for us to take for granted. There is a higher being, um, that I believe is God and, um, and I know it's God and we just have to believe more because, you know, the world is just getting cray cray out there. But anyway, and like I said, you got to take care of your home. Um, so I'll go into more details with you about what season 19 is going to bring. I have some hot topics which, by the way, a change is now, you know, if you guys have been loving my hot topics, and normally is which, what I usually do at the last episode of each season, it's now going to be called the Go Topics. These are topics on the go, and these are going to be Go Topics from now on, because after all, it is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. So hot topics will now be Go Topics. Yeah. I'm going to try, um, and get like, um, more guests to come on. Everybody doesn't want to, they have so much to say off camera, off the microphone, but yet they don't want to, you know, you know, be on air. 
because a lot of it is cringeworthy. A lot of it is radical. A lot of it is out there. And I guess they don't want their name tied. You know, people have so many opinions and people have so much to say. But um, I guess you shouldn't be ashamed. If you can say it at home, why can't you say it out public as well? But to each his own. But um, so I have a lot of homework to do, guys. But I'm trying to give you guys like the best podcast ever. Because that's what we are. That's what I am doing for Go and Lista. So enough of all this, you know, pre-talk. Let me see if there's any more changes. No, um, the only thing else that I'm debating about is because when I started this podcast, I had on my pink wig because I wanted people to envision me with my pink hair, my beautiful pink wig, every time they're listening to my podcast, you know, like picturing me, you know. So all of that is going to go into play when I go live and start filming my podcast Because A, what if I outgrow my natural hair, which I've now highlighted it blonde? What happens if the wig can't fit? (laughs) I thought about all the little things, you know, like, will the back just be sticking out? And then guys, because I see the vision, what if I'm invited to like talk shows and, um, you know, events and stuff and the wig can't fit? Do I get a new wig or is that going to be my signature wig? Do I get a bigger wig and then cut it to this wig? These are things that people don't think about except for me. I envision that my show, my Go Tell Lisa show, my podcast, will be probably um, um, in cities near you one day. Who knows? But I'm thinking about the hair, guys. I'm thinking about the wig. I'm thinking about how I'm going to look. Not so much how I'm going to look. It's just the wig. Because that is the signature here of Go Tell Lisa podcast. But I was still incorporated somehow, some way. And I, I just may have to just get a new wig. That's all. As long as it's pink, right? Why pink? Because um, my other channels, I have different colors. My business is more black, white, um, lime green, like an apple green and maybe beige. That's my business colors for my candle business. Um, Go to Lisa Vlogs is more like blue because of the boys. The boys, meaning my, my my two male dogs and my son, they're all boys. So the blue was for that color, like blue and white. And um, what else? So I have colors incorporated for different aspects of what I do. So I think that's all the changes that I see and upcoming that I know of that I want to do. But if anything else changes, I'll let you know. Now, let's dive into angels. Angels, angels, angels. So, guys, um, this story was shared with me by a young lady. I'm not going to get into all the details of how I met the young lady and everything. But she and I was talking. And um, um, she was actually... Is she a high schooler? Yeah, she's a high school young lady, very beautiful young lady. And um, I don't even know how we got on the topic of, oh, I know why. Because, oh, I know why. I remember. (laughs) Because we both saw the frigging cats. If all of you don't know, I don't like cats. I don't. 
I'm allergic to cats. That's why I tell people that's what I am. I don't like cats. If if you're a cat lover, I'm sorry. That's just my preference. I don't I love dogs, right? And um I thought we I think it was like um there was a whole bunch of cats where we were or something. It was kind of weird. And then we started talking about how I don't like the cats. <laughs> and then then somehow we started talking about the dogs and then she was telling me, she asked me what kind of dogs I have. And then I was telling her and, um, she told me her too about her dogs. And I think I had mentioned that my dog isn't well, my older one isn't well. I'm not sure if I remember that part, if I told her or not, but anyway, she, you know, sometimes people come into my life also and they just build their guts. I I could meet someone, you know, I've been, let me, let me say this. Like, I want to say it's in my late twenties, actually more in my thirties somewhere. Anyway, somewhere around there that I started like, um, talking to people more, if that makes sense. Like I started like, opening up more, not opening up more, but if I go to a coffee shop, hi, you know, hi next to the person, you know, and make small talk and then randomly talk to people. You know what I mean? And I meet so many people, especially when I'm doing farmer's markets and events. And you'd be surprised how many people have come up to me randomly or is it random? Hmm. Or is it meant to be? Because if you guys been listening to me for a while, you know I strongly believe that everything in life happens for a reason. So when people come and share their stories with me, and sometimes I can relate, sometimes no, um, I'm just so in awe of how they release sometimes important information. Sometimes I met this one lady at the, at the farm, one of the farmer's markets that I, um, you know, do for my business. And by the time she left guys, I practically knew the grandmother, the aunt, everybody, how they grew up, everyone. She was there for a while talking to me and I have no problem with that because sometimes people just need to talk. People just need a friend. Sometimes people just need someone to listen to. Um, you know, if my son was listening to this, he'll probably say, well, how come you're not listening to me? You know, I'll go into that later on this season, you know, on that. But, but anyway, this young lady, um, and if you hear noises right now, it's because the dogs were just laying down. You're capable. Yeah. The dogs were just laying down and then they just got up, but of course, they always have to make their grand entrance every time I'm doing a podcast. Mojo just woke up. Um, he's the one that's still under the weather. And Lucky is down there by my feet. Um, so I think Mojo wants to come off the couch. Uh-oh. But then he's looking like, how far do I have to jump down? No, he decided to lay down. Okay. So in case you guys don't know, my dogs are Mojo and Lucky. So this young lady, I forgot her name, but I was so, it was, it was such an inspirational story that she shared with me and I wanted to share it with you in case you all are going through something similar 
or in case you just want to hear an uplifting story. And like I said, I'm a firm believer that everything in life happens for a reason. We may not see it in the moment, but it does. And she shared me this story um, because I felt like God wanted me to hear it. You want me to repeat that? I felt like God wanted me to hear it because, you know, this year has been such a challenging year on all different aspects and level. And the one thing that I think that um, I'm not 100% there, but trying to get there is to work on my faith and to have more faith. And it's, it's something that only I know about going through it. You may be going through it. But sometimes when we are in the day-to-day of our lives, we cannot see the possible when sometimes things look so impossible. And we know that there is faith and we should have faith. But actually going through it and believing through it in the hard times That is the part that I have been working on, like to make my faith stronger, guys, stronger to the point that I can just say, you know what? I'm not worrying. God got it. And to really not just say the words, but to actually believe it 100%. God has it with absolutely no doubt. Can you say the same that you've, that you're there? You know, we all have stuff to grow on. I have faith. I believe in faith. But I, you know, we always put pressure on ourselves to, and we're the hardest critics of, of, of ourselves. It's like, I want to be like the perfect person to have the perfect faith. That's, that's what I have in my head. You know what I mean? So, I know I keep saying I'm going to jump into the story because I have another story to tell. But anyway, and then, you know, <laughs> the podcast can only go about an hour. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or a little bit more, but I don't want it to be too, too long. But anyway, guys, so here is her beautiful story. She said that um, her mother didn't like dogs. She's always liked dogs. Her father is always like dogs. And um, basically... Um, She was saying to me jokingly that she thinks that her mother just said she didn't like dogs, but, um, but deep down she, you know, now that they have the dogs, she always believed now that the mother always wanted dogs, they just didn't want to have it, maybe because of where they live or because of all the hard work. But she did receive a little puppy, one of her dogs, when the puppy was a baby and, um, she got the puppy as a gift. I believe it was for her birthday and, um, so cute. I forgot what the breed was and she was saying, oh, this is a cute puppy and how everyone fell in love with a puppy. If you've had a dog and had the dog as a puppy, you know exactly how cute and adorable they are. It doesn't matter at what stage, but especially since they're a baby and, not long after she had the dog and everyone fell in love with the dog, then they noticed that the dog wasn't um, in the best health condition. So they took the dog to the vet and the vet was, yeah, the dog is not doing good. The dog has a 50-50 chance of living. 
However, in order to help the dog, it will cost them close to $4,000. Now, her father, now, let me just pause for a moment here to say, I have two dogs, guys, and just the vet bill alone, I know it's a specialty kind of um, skill that the vet veterinarians have in treating animals, but oh my gosh, between that and the dentist and all other kind of doctors, I'm sorry, it is pricey, and I know they went to school for a long time and they have special gifts, don't get me wrong there, but when she said $4,000, guys, my 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 head went to yeah how much money do i dish out um you know when i have to take them for their annual exam and the shots and the food and all that kind of stuff it's like having a child or another adult or another human living with you um um but the difference is with the veterinarian bills it's due right away it's not like human bills where you can like do payment plans or your insurance covers it. And they do have pet insurance, but the pet insurance doesn't cover everything. So, interesting. So, a lot of people opt out for pet insurance because I don't even know what it covers. I think I looked at it several hundred times before and I'm like, but this is not covering anything, you know. But it could change because I haven't looked at it recently. But yeah, guys, $4,000. So, her father was like... um. This is what her father said. Even if we had the $4,000, there's still a 50-50 chance. So suppose we pay the $4,000. I'm kind of thinking it was $3,000, but anyway, four, we just rounded up to four. Even if we pay the $4,000, God forbid if something happens and the dog dies, God forbid. You know what I mean? Then what? That's $4,000 down the drain. And I think a lot of people... Um, have been in that kind of situation, whether it's for your house, your car, um, you know, like, oh, should I pay this for the car? And then next, you know, the car is still not working. Should I pay this for the house and we still don't have money to maintain it or for rent? You know, there's so many scenarios that I think people probably can, can relate to in this moment where you're like, should I pay for this medical exam and there is still, you know, should I pay for this treatment and there's still no guarantee that this treatment is going to work kind of thing? So the father was like, hey, we don't have the $4,000. Come on. This is a family that is living in an apartment and wanted to give their little girl, she's not a little girl, she's a high schooler, but I think at the time she, well, she may be in middle school or high school, I don't know but around that age and decided to go stretch out on a limb and get their daughter a dog only to find out that the dog is not in health healthy condition and took the dog to the vet for the for the veterinarian to say that you have a the dog has a 50/50 chance the dog was just uh you know you know when you get a new puppy they normally give it give you the puppy to the humans after 6 weeks so that's what a good trainer does a good six to eight weeks, eight weeks preferably. And then, you know, cause they want the dog to get as much as the mother's milk as possible and shots and whatever. So the dog is probably, um, a little bit going on two months. So it's a newbie baby, you know, and just to find out the dog is sick. So then she started crying. The whole family started crying at the veterinarian because they don't know what to do. 
I can relate so much because I too am a crybaby and I would have been bawling out my, my, my eyes also, you know what I mean? So the veterinarian, which I was so shocked about, the vet said, okay, maybe we can, I can work with you and we can lower it down to like 400, 375, 400. The father was like, we still don't have the money. You know what I mean? So the vet felt so sad because the little girl was crying. The family was crying. The whole family was crying of this new baby. And there was still no way of knowing whether or not the dog was going to live. So what happened was that somehow they were able to work out something or some kind of plan for them to pay the $400 for the dog to get like the necessary medication. And she said that, um, you know, that little before long, the dog started getting better. And I said, just off the medications, you know, um, because I interjected and I said, you know, what the vets told me about Mojo, you know, saying that, you know, it's like six months to a year. And my initial reaction was like, you're not God. You know what I mean? You don't know what God has in store for you. And even just thinking about it, I want to cry again because, because here is where I'm trying to insert my faith and belief and, um, I understand that they have their skills and they know and been educated and whatever, but I also have to believe what I believe. You know what I mean? So I was telling her, um, yeah, just like what the vets told me, you know, whatever. Um, but I still have to be prayed up. That's why I told her. I still have to be prayed up. I have to try everything possibly you know, holistic and everything, you know, everything, you know, and here, here is where, where, when you're truly, truly 100% believing you don't, you know, do other stuff, just leave it in God's hands, right? So back to her, she said, yeah, we did, she said to me, we did everything also. That's what she said. We prayed and we did everything like you wouldn't believe we did everything. The moral of the story is that the dog did get better and now is a few years old and bringing joy to their family and is just a miracle. And, and, um, you know, I just wanted to share that with you guys because sometimes when the impossible is right there in front of our face, how are we reacting? Do we believe, you know what I mean? Um, you know, did the vet, you know, so many things go through my mind because I'm like, maybe because I had a bad experience with a, with a dentist or whatever, with one of my tooth, he knew the tooth wasn't good, you know, and, but yet he wanted to add on all this other stuff to cover it up, knowing that it wouldn't have lasted anyway. And it would have been more money, more money, more money. So when she said that, my thought was, did the vet really, was it really a 50-50 chance? That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. I don't know. I wasn't there, but certain things do cross my mind, you know, but, um, and even if it was a 50-50 chance, it's God's way of letting you know that, hey, look what I can do. Look at this miracle. Look at this cute baby that is now into an adult and healthy and strong 
and just being there. And now they can share their testimony with me and others of look what God can do. And look at this miracle. Look at the angels that came down there. Because I said I was shocked about the vet because not many vets, as much as you're crying, are going to say, let me lower it. You know what I mean? Especially from that amount to that amount. You know what I mean? But she felt so bad, you know? And so everything happens for a reason, guys. And I and it was just a miraculous story. And I just wanted to share with you guys with that. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I look at Mojo and, you know, I'm still having hope and faith and he's such a strong doggy. The poor, he's, he's in pain right now because of other stuff. He has fallen down the steps. He has fallen off the bed. He's now limping, you know, you know, lucky sometimes play with him and jumps on him, scratch, scratches him up. And I don't know how Mojo does it. I Only by the grace of God, I just don't know. But he's trying. And I've had conversations with Mojo, you know. Um, but like I said, we both know, we all know everything is in God's hands. But I am thankful and grateful for the time that we have with him and with Lucky. Um, however long that will be, that's all for God to say. But just like that girl and her dog... It was for God to say and to to show that miraculous act um, of reviving that dog and making that dog live. Isn't that a beautiful story? You're listening to Go Ten Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each week by typing in Go, the number 10, L-I-S-A, all one word, Go Ten Lisa. Go Ten Lisa can be found on any podcast app. Just type it in, see my pink hair, and all those episodes get caught up. We're now on season 19. So guys, let's jump into the second story. The second story happened a couple of weeks ago, and I was at uh, one of the farmer's markets. And what was so interesting about this story, it's so weird, even though I still think about it, because... Where my table was set up, um, each market is different. So we go there as small businesses, whether it's a a farm or a business or arts and craft or whatever. We set up our tents. We set up our table. We decorate our area under our tent, which is normally a 10 by 10 or less. And we decorate it to sell our products for our business. That's what we do at farmer's markets, small businesses. Why do we do that? Because um, you are selling your business in your community or somebody else's community. It's normally within a 100 miles radius of where you live. And it's getting out there and showcasing, letting people buy your products. Because a lot of people don't know about your business, especially if you're new. And also, it's word of mouth. It's like bringing more traffic and business to the to the farmers market so people can look around and buy it it's economically it's um it's good it's not um like a big corporation kind of thing and it's a little bit more affordable than what you can find in the stores sometimes you know what i mean and not only that it's building a community because there's so many markets that i've done this year and I see regular people come in 
every single week like clockwork. Um, and they just want to say hi and talk to us while they shop. Isn't that nice? And not only that, they're coming there to buy your products. Bring Some of them bring their family, their friends. So it's like the word is slowly sp- spreading. Your business is getting out there. More and more people are recognizing how good your stuff is. And that's why we do the farmer's markets. And I do farmer's markets and events. And I also teach candle making classes as well in Douglasville and other areas here in Atlanta. Check it out on my website, Zen Zaya Candle Company. So guys, shameless plug right there. So guys, um, so that's what we do at the farmer's market. So at this particular farmer's market, not too far from my home, and this one, the way it's set up, it's right there where it's a little bit off the street. You know what I mean? Like I can see the road, the car's right there, you know, in this market. And I can see when people come in from that front way. And sometimes I look right and I can see when they come in the back way. It's basically a parking lot area that we put our tents in. That's how it's close to the street, right? So as I mentioned before, I can see when people, if I'm not busy, I can see, or if I'm not talking to somebody, um, you know, or if I don't have a customer in front of me, I can, you know, look up and see who and who is walking into the market area. So I saw these two ladies, two African-American ladies, and one of them had short haircut, but she had a platinum blonde. And as she walked in and passed the informational booth, she was across from me, right? And as she walked in, she was looking right at me and my table, and the reason why I said that is because as soon as as soon as she crossed the um, informational booth, she walked like she was looking to come straight to me, but then she turned because her I I'm watching this play out in front of me. She's coming in with her friend. I didn't look down to see the little boy that they had a little boy with them, until when she turned back to um because the little boy looked like he walked ahead. So that's why I only saw the two ladies, right? But what was so interesting was that she came, like she was coming towards me because when she stopped, it was right in front of my table, but across. So she had to walk across the hole to get to me. But she saw me, I saw her. But then as she turned her head, I saw her like look up to grab this little boy and put him um like with the the friend that she came with like like she went there grabbed him and then picked him up and then put him down and it looks like she wanted to come back again to me like to my table or maybe next to my table but it looked like she was coming straight to me but then she's as she's coming I'm seeing the little boy left the lady because her the lady the other lady's back was to to me she the other lady with the platinum hair was coming towards me and i see at this point the little boy is running towards the street so as she's walking to me i'm like get him get him get him you know like look at him so she w- 
turned around again. Mind you, she hasn't reached my table yet, but I can tell that she's heading towards me like she knows me or something or her intention was to come. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And, but it's all going to play out why I say that. And, and so I said to her, get him, get him, you know, and then she ran, turned around, ran, picked him up again and put him near the play area, which was right there at the entrance, which I don't know why they have it at the entrance, but, um, and she put him there. She stayed with him for a little bit. There were other kids that were playing, and I think somehow in her mind, she felt like, okay, he's not going to move because he's busy playing this game and what have you, right? So by this time, she did make it over to my table. She made it to some other tables first. I think she went back to the, um, no, she did make it over to my table, and then her friend came. And then I was starting, I think they went to the table next to me. I don't, I remember. But all I know is that they were at my table, both ladies. And initially I thought to myself, I wonder if that's my neighbor because my neighbor has a short haircut. My neighbor does have a little boy around that age. My neighbor, my new neighbor just had a baby and, but this lady with the platinum hair, she looked like really, really thin. I think the the lady next door just have a little tiny, tiny bit more meat on her than this one. But the thought did cross my mind, like, why is she staring and heading straight towards me when she just came over? Does she know me? Does she want my candles, my soaps? What? You know, like, did because you know, some people have heard about my business. Some people have looked up my business. Some people know exactly what they want when they come to the market. So... It was interesting that that played out that way. So they're talking and they're about to leave. And I said something about, oh, and I offer candle making classes. They asked me for my business card and I'm, I handed them the business card. As they were about to, I was still in the middle of talking and they were talking. The lady in the platinum hair turned, saw something and screamed out, my baby and then hightailed it as she screamed out my baby we all looked every vendor that saw or was i was like oh no no and then the other vendors were screaming oh my god oh my god because at this time at this point mind you they were at my table so i didn't see what happened but i'm going to tell you what happened i'm telling you from my version what happened? She must have turned and saw her baby. When I saw the baby was going back in the street, but I'm going to tell you play. I'm going to tell you based on other people, what other people saw while they were at my table and just put it because it's going to be too confusing to say what happened, what I saw, what they saw, what da 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 da. But it was so interesting when I left that market. I think we were all traumatized. I couldn't stop thinking about it, like what could have happened. Um, but this is what happened. So in a nutshell, she must have saw the man pick up her baby. and But then I saw the baby running back out in the street. <laughs> 
So based on the feedback of what other people were saying, the baby, the little boy was running out into the street. A man was crossing the street. And if it wasn't for the man or God, get this now, an angel sending him, God sending that man to cross the street at that time, I don't want to think about what could have possibly happened. And this is why I want to cry again, because I actually cried when I got home. Like when I sat down and I, and I thought about it and thought about it, the what ifs and whatever, because I've mentioned before, um, a long time ago that something similar happened at the beach when we were in Florida, when my son was younger. We went to the beach because we love the beach and I wanted my son to love the beach when we were young. You know, he had to be a beach baby. And this particular day, I remember it, there was hardly nobody at the beach, which I found kind of weird. Unless the the weather was kind of like cool or nippy, I had the blow up tubes and everything. And all I saw in my peripheral vision was this lady running towards us on the beach and another person was there. That's it, right? And normally the spot that we go to, we have two secret spots in Florida that we go to the beach all the time. But this is our main, main secret spot. <laughs> I'm saying secret spot because it's like everyone goes to one area. This is like our little area. And I honestly believe that I, I'm going to get into this maybe at a later time, but I'm, maybe because I'm watching too much House of the Dragon or Game of Thrones, but mostly House of the Dragon, but I'm beginning to think that I kind of have some kind of um, vision or something, which is, every, every time I think about something, it doesn't happen. Like if I think about something, let's just say, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, or I'm looking forward to it, it doesn't happen. To the point that I turn it around in my head and I said, you know what? Why is this always not happening? Could it be that I'm actually have the foresight and I am getting visions or seeing that it's not going to happen? Like it's, I can picture it, but it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know if I'm rambling or if that makes sense to you. So I, what was I talking about? So I said that as we were walking onto the sand, onto the beach, my son, Justin, was ahead. He was less than eight. I want to say three, four or something, three to five to six around that age group. And I said, stay here. But something the mom inside of me knew, maybe it's that vision or foresight again, that he was going to run out. And somehow in my mind, I said, even if he runs out, it's okay because I'm right here close to the to the edge of the, to where the water hits the sand, because that's where I normally go all the way down close to it almost. And if anything happens, God forbid, I can rush out to him. So like I said, I had my bag, my beach bags and the blow up tubes because he was younger, right? So I kept having this vision, like he's going to run out there. He's going to run out there into the water when I just told him not to. So as I was laying down the towels and putting down the bags, I hear <clears throat> like he is already in the water and the lady that was jogging went into the water and pulled him out. And I said to her calmly, thank you. Thank you so much. 
And I said to my son, see, I told you not to go ahead. I told you not to go ahead. But I wasn't like overreacting or something because I knew it was going to happen. Did I wish for it to happen? No, but I just kind of had the sense that it was going to happen. I don't know why he went out in there, but I always, always have that memory. I think Justin remembers it also. That that lady was sent there as an angel um, to pick him up at the right time because there was also a man in the water um, as well. So he was protected either way. Um, and I do know CPR, mouth to mouth, you know, God forbid if it came to that, God forbid. But, um, but the reason why I said God sent her as an angel to pull him out was because he wasn't even deep in, he was near, but he's gotten, the waves were like carrying him. It's because as soon as she pulled out Justin, she continued on running. And I think she said she, she's like, oh, and I wasn't going to stop until he, you know what I mean? And some people would have just said something or dived in or whatever, but um, but I'm always thankful for that lady. I'm always thankful to God. There's so many other stories I can tell you guys about, but for back to the lady and her son, right? So all I saw me, because remember they were at my table. So all I saw was her run and said, my baby, she ran. I looked to my left, looked to my right to see the other vendors yelling and screaming, you know? And then I saw a Caucasian man standing there as the baby was getting ready, because as she's running, I see the baby is getting ready to run back out into the street again. Well, it wasn't again for me. It was like the first time, but apparently from hearing everyone else say it, it was the second or third time. So this is what happened, guys. The man was walking across the street and stopped the car because the cars were coming down that road very fast. So by him walking across the street, forced the cars to slow down. Some people even said that he grabbed the baby um, from going out into the street. I don't know if that's what the mother saw. And that's why she said my baby and thought that the man was trying to kidnap her baby. God forbid. Because when I turned just a split second to look, I saw the baby, the man standing there. The baby running out and the mother is coming towards him. So in my mind, I was like, why is he just standing there like that? You know, like the man, why is he not doing anything to help? Come to find out he had already helped. But then some people said that he grabbed the baby already. But why did he put the baby back down um, near, you know, near the entrance? But then again, I totally get it because he's a stranger lifting up somebody else's baby but from what people were saying, you know, like if it wasn't for him, you know, they don't know what would have happened. All I saw was that the friend left and went after the mother. As soon as she said, my baby, she went also because everyone was screaming at that point because they were screaming because it looked like the baby was getting ready to go back into the street. So when I had a chance to think about it, the next time I saw them, I said to one of the vendors, you know what? I think she needs to get the baby's ears checked because if everyone was yelling and she's yelling, it looked like the baby didn't hear and maybe they need to get the baby's ears checked. You know what I mean? Because sometimes when you're shouting and screaming, a child will turn around to look and see what the commotion was. But 
this child was like heading right into the street. And all I saw when she grabbed him up was a car zooming by really fast. I think that's the part that got to me. Like if she didn't stop to turn her head to look at her baby, oh my God, I don't even want to think about it, you know? And I think all of us thought, because as I heard one of the vendors said, we're all moms out here, the majority of us, you know what I mean? So we all felt that, guys. You have no idea. I was like screaming like, no, no, you know? But A, a miracle that the guy was crossing the street when he did and helped the baby come to find out that the guy said something to one of the vendors and said that he actually worked for the Department of Children Affairs, which is DFAC. He Technically, they take away kids from people's families if the children are in harm's way and all that kind of stuff. He said, this is the part that's kind of weird, though. He said he saw, like he knew the child was going to run out there. Or he saw, he said he, because of the job that he does, he can tell which parents don't, um, are not paying attention to their children, which I think is a harsh statement because if you're a parent and a mom, you know, you're trying to juggle it all. And sometimes your kid is right next to you. It has happened to me also. And in a split second, they, they disappear or run off or something or whatever. You know what I mean? It's very, very hard. Um, what I did find surprising was that Sometimes when you're with friends, they kind of like help you share the burden of of your kids. You know, like if you want to sh- do something, they're either holding your kid or something. But didn't seem that way to me. And I don't want to come across as being judgmental or whatever. These are just observations. Um, but she grabbed up her baby and her friend was by her side and they both walked off. Every single person that saw the event that took place said they would have done the same thing. And I too said I would have done the same thing too. I wouldn't even come back and continue shopping. I would have grabbed the baby, go home and cry and just be thankful. Just be thankful. You know what I mean? Because number one, it's embarrassing. The embarrassment doesn't even mean anything at this point, but I can totally get why it's embarrassing. And it's just a shock and the thoughts, you know what I mean? And and I came home and I was like, she kind of looks like the new neighbor, but I don't know if it was, right? And, um, but it was an experience. It was a miracle that nothing happened to that baby when he tried to run away like two, three times. And two times in the street. This is why I said that I wondered if his ears needs to be checked or something. And if his ears is perfectly fine, once again, that's showing us that, hey, look what God can do. God can send the right people or everyone. Because I think if that guy wasn't there, I think we all would have jumped across our own tables or run out there to try to save that baby also, you know. But we are so thankful. It's not our baby, but we're so thankful and grateful that nothing happened to that baby. Oh, my Lord. And um, so that's what happened, guys. Two inspirational stories. Actually, three because I shared mine again of, of one of them that happened, you know. I can even share one more. And I think I shared this before just, uh, you know. 
I was, uh, my son is, was in high school and he was doing soccer, of course, because we're, you know, we're a soccer and tennis family. And I don't remember if this was the season that he was doing both at the same time. And I was like, never again do two sports in one season because it's so hard with the scheduling. But anyway, I was waiting in the parking lot because he had practice, you know, at the high school. And it was just a little parking lot by in back of the stands. The track team was running. Um, it was just my car at the end of one of the, the lines for the parking and further down, there was a gap. And then further down, there were some other cars. So I'm there waiting, waiting, waiting. And of course I had Mojo with me. I'm not sure if I had Lucky. No, it was just Mojo. Mojo was there with me, right? And Mojo, like normal, is in the back and the window is down. So he's looking down. I mean, he's looking out the window, you know, for some fresh air. I'm sitting there waiting and, you know, I'm looking around. I'm still paying attention to my surroundings. And then I noticed that these guys, um, young boys, got into this truck. And I don't know for whatever reason, they were coming straight towards my car but the car was like swaying like they jumped into the car turned on the car and was like zooming right out the gate but it was wasn't going in a straight line it was like coming directly towards me and the car and if it had hit us it would have hit mojo's side first god forbid because remind you the window was down and he had his head sticking up but what happened, guys, was that as the car was, like, bouncing around and, um, you know, twisting and turning, and my only thing that I can think of is that maybe he was on the phone and wasn't paying attention, or maybe he didn't know how to drive. I don't know what the case was, but all I heard was a loud scream from a woman, a young lady, mind you. There were no women or young ladies by me, near me, walking near me, just a loud scream. And that loud scream was loud enough for us all to hear randomly in a split second, guys. When I say split second, split second, enough for the driver to hear it, be alert, to turn the wheel and to not hit us and to straighten out. Isn't that something? That I say is God. That I say is a miracle. That is saying, oh my gosh. An angel was screaming out. You know, God made it so that somebody screamed out to, for, the, for the guy to hear. I couldn't have moved if I wanted to. Or grabbed Mojo in time if I wanted to. Because the car was not on. We were in a park spot. It's not that the car was running and I could have reversed. Even if I reversed, I, we would have hit because the way that he was going at the speed, he just got into the car down the road. Like, I can actually see what was happening. And I looked at it like, where did that scream come from? If it wasn't for that scream. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing happened. So many miracles out there. So many angels that God sent into your path. You just have to stop, take the time, recognize it, be grateful and thankful, and to share your story. 
I hope that you guys like this first episode in season 19. So inspirational, so uplifting, so good. Makes you want to cry, right? I think I'm going to cry again and get some more tissue and cry again. Um, But yeah, guys, I love, love, love it because it just shows you how God good is. And I am going to cry. But anyway, guys, until next time, peace, love. Now go, 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 go. Go and subscribe, give a rating, tell a friend, and listen to more episodes. Until next time, peace, love. Bye.